are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, as usual, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. And what are we talking about today? Workouts, workouts, workouts. It feels like it's those old Sunday commercials where they would promote those monster trucks. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Workouts, workouts, workouts. It's it's that's all the Spurs are doing right now. And but to nobody's surprise, at least right now, the gauges they're looking at guards. I know, I get it. We're going to be talking about what the signals and maybe just a theory that I have about why they're working out a lot of guards. Also on the show, we'll be talking about John Collins. A recent report came up that the Spurs are among few teams that are going to be uh, taking a look at Collins and see if they can pry him away from Atlanta. To do that and more, I am joined by Ty Yeager. Follow him on Twitter at the Yeager and check out his show at The Line. Ty, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. It's been a while, buddy. It's been a while, but also Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, here, do, do you do, some... do you do that on your uh, on your uh, full time job at the radio station? I, do y'all have those I, ads? I wish that'd be so much that'd fun. Be fun. You remember what I'm talking about with the monster you, trucks? You, you just get you just record the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You make your voice sound deeper. Add in some reverb. Add in some explosions, and suddenly you got a appeasing ad that's going to get someone's attention. You, you can apply that to almost anything. Like right exactly. now, you just say, wait, what's today, Thursday? Thursday, Thursday, Thursday on Lockdown Spurs and explosions and, you know, trucks flying everywhere. See? Exactly. Who, who doesn't love explosions and trucks? Yeah. Uh, you, and you also have, you have to have soaring equal sounds. You just got to put <laughs> everything in it. And are we going to expect that from At The Line now? That's going to be your new intro? You know what? I might do it just for one day. I might, I might do it. And you know what? It'll be something as ridiculous and over the top as that that will get you listeners seriously it's those dumb things that usually work um but ty one thing that is for sure working right now that's for the spurs is that they're love working out these guards look there's just at this point there's just so many out there already we're just gonna highlight two or three of the more recent reports of the guards that the spurs are looking at let's talk about the most recent one and that is uh Hey, this one caught me off guard. Just frankly, I just never heard of the kid. But Jordan Goodwin, he is a guard out of, I believe it's what St. Louis Bilkins. That's the college. Yep, he's six foot three, five, two hundred and five pounds. Um, according to the school tie, he's the all-time leader in steals, two hundred twenty-five. Fourth in rebounds, nine hundred ninety-eight. Fifth in steals, four hundred four, and eleventh in points scored, one thousand four hundred and sixty. Again, you know, Ty, you like to make it very clear. These guards are likely to be either that second round pick the Spurs have or maybe camp invites. But let's start off with Goodwin. What do you like about the kid? Why do you think the Spurs are bringing him in? Just looking, I I can't do deep scouting reports with these guys since there's so many. We've had almost over 15 different 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 reported workouts. Also, just as a side note so, to everyone, this doesn't mean that some guys are have not been re, have reworked out with the Spurs. Most likely they have, and it's just not been reported on. These are just what we have reported on. But just from reading some of the stuff that I've seen on Goodwin, he's athletic, he's a combo guard with a defensive specialist along with three-point shooting. 
that's about as far as you want to get. He's a 3 and D kind of specialist, and I think that's definitely someone the Spurs are would be interested in at this point. Mm-hmm. Looking at three-point shooting needs to be improved, and your it does not it does not hurt to bolster your defense, as right. we've seen as we as we've seen in Spurs past. Spurs have had some of the best defenses in the league, and there's a reason that they were so successful while those defenses were some of the best in the league. So it doesn't hurt to go that route at all, but most but most likely he's projected to go second round. I was able to um, get some information uh, from one of my sources about Goodwin, and I was told that the three-point shooting has increased dramatically. And what I was told was at Pro Day, he was shooting at 40% from the three line. That is what got the Spurs' attention. So it was at his his uh, pro day, uh, pretty much worst workout, for lack of a better term, is where San Antonio caught wind of him and why he caught the invite. Again, um, from what my source tells me, that also tells me, Ty, and you, I'll let you get your reaction on this, is the Spurs are what? Trying to address the three-point shot, Ty. Yeah, it's as we saw, the, this was a bottom five team in three-point shooting last season. And... It, you have some guys improving. We've actually seen Kelvin Johnson take some corner threes while he's been with Team USA and make them. Um, it's small sample size, but we've seen Kelvin Johnson as well in the as well as with San Antonio not be afraid to take a three. Uh, you just you're going to need three point shooting improvements. You are very limited who, in who you have. Uh, if you do say that you bring back Patty Mills, that's probably when you're only three point your most consistent three point shooter, followed by Lonnie Walker. Derek White was showing some very some huge improvements with his three-point shooting last season and also in the bubble. But you, you're you going to have to address this, and your second-round pick could easily be that guy. We saw this happen with the Spurs where they picked up some undrafted guys in Bryn Forbes and Drew Banks right. where they became really they became some really impactful players. And now Bryn Forbes is part of a championship team, a championship contender in the Bucks right now. So we... You never know, and some of these guys could really help out the team in just three point being a three point specialist. So, it's it's certainly a route that the Spurs are clearly focusing on. They clearly know that they need to fix on it, and that's a really positive sign that the Spurs are not naive to what their weaknesses yeah, are. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, talking to some of my sources about Goodwin, they they're telling me that um, some of the stuff that doesn't show up in mock drafts or pro or profiles on him is that he. Jacks his ego at the door that he's always done that since uh, his uh, his early uh, basketball playing days. And the, obviously the defense. I think that is what he's going to really have to shine. And three points. Basically three and D. Exactly what the Spurs need. You, met, you mentioned it, Ty. Exactly. And if he can fill that road, yeah, I mean, perfect. Then come on in for a camp invite. Or maybe the Spurs use number 41 with him. But, y- you know... Well, let's just go into another guard again, and you'll get to my theory in a bit. Uh, let's go into the next guard uh, that Spurs recently worked out is guard Isaiah Miller. Yeah, Isaiah Miller. He is out of UNC Greensboro, and he is, like I said, working out with the Spurs. Either by the time of this show or, or future days, he is going to meet with the Spurs. Listed at six, uh, six, uh, well, yeah, six oh, 190 pounds in his senior season with UNC, Ty. 19.2 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, 2.6 steals, 4.0 uh, assists. This is where he shined. 46% from the field, but 
20% from the three line, Ty. Ah, yeesh. That's not going to cut it right now if the Spurs are looking in that direction of three-point shooting. Yeah, it's Isaiah Miller is just not one of those guards where it's a second-round prospect that's most likely either going to go late second round or undrafted. Someone that's most likely going to be looked at for to bring to Austin. Again, some of these guys might be work, be work out just to really see where they are and judge them. But Isaiah Miller is kind of honestly the borderline second-round pick where right. he's he's most likely going undrafted. Just because he's undersized, while he is a very speedy playmaker and he has has some solid defensive skills, like you said, his shooting is not there. And a big trend that I've seen with a lot of these second round guys is age. Age is really coming into it where you're looking at guys that are 22, 23, 24, where they're pretty much older than a lot of the other a lot of the other prospects around there. Jordan Burns is one of them. He's 24. Out of Colgate, he's a, but he's also mm-hmm. a solid shooter, shooting forty two percent from the field. He's also been, he's also a San Antonio native that's been dra- it's been worked out mm-hmm. with the Spurs. You had guys like Terry Taylor, another twenty two year old who can shoot who can shoot from the field, but not from really outside. Uh, Ethan Thompson, who's twenty two, she can shoot decently as well. Was part of Oregon State, and like Yves Pons, who's twenty two as well from Tennessee. Who's also another not shooter, but not exactly from outside the arc. So it's you're kind of seeing a you're kind of seeing a trend of you're looking at older guys, but you're also not limiting yourself to just three point shooters. You're trying to look at a lot of defenders as well. Like Yes Pond is huh. an athletic defender who is known for his mid range shooting and his defensive oh. skills. It was a tough choice for me to pick this week's ultra moment, but it has to be, well, digging into the uh, Spurs uh, history books. I want to go back to David Robinson's quadruple double. What a night it was. And ironically, it was against the Pistons in San Antonio, where a former Spurs, Sean Elliott, I saw it firsthand after he was traded to Detroit. Uh, It just proved that Robinson was such a special player for San Antonio. Uh, one of the best uh, that the night he saw. And there's a reason why he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. And one of the rare triple uh, quad doubles ever in NBA history. One of two of, of Spurs. Alvin Robertson was the other. Uh, so this ultra moment of uh, Spurs history has to go to David Robinson's quadruple double. Hey, and Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. At 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. One guy I want to talk about uh, before we move on, because this is going to get repetitive. Yeah, because a lot of these guys pretty much fit what the Spurs are looking at. It's something you uh, wrote about, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name, but it's a kid. Uh, looks like out of a, uh, Germany, Belgium. Belgium. Uh, Vrenz, Vrenz, I'm not going to even try. Vrenz B. Um, Belgi- Belgian birth. We're, we're, yeah, uh, thank you. I, th- I think that's the best one we're going to get, Belgian birth. Belgian birth. My Please first thought me. is... Well, my first thought is, huh, you know, this is interesting. Could this be a draft and stash, something the Spurs don't or at least cannot afford in their rapid rebuild, return to keep up with the Joneses? But he's kind of intriguing, isn't he? Yeah, Belgian Burke. So we're just going to call him Belgian Burke right now. And this is not a draft and stash kind of guy. He is young at age 20s, which is also always a self, but he's six. He kind of reminds me of Lucas Amanich in a way where he's tall, very, 
a little bit a little bit lean at 209 pounds but man he has a he has a lot of great movement skills he's really athletic i think and one of the other things i think that stands out compared to luca is he kind of plays more like a point forward he's an excellent facilitator for his for his size and then also add on that he has some really solid outside shooting it's not the best in the world at 34 percent from beyond the arc but he's still shooting 38 percent he had almost 10 points a game with a pretty limited role. This is also this is also European play. You're not you're not seeing the scoring that you are seeing in the NBA or even college. But he's doing a lot of a lot of other things really well. He's doing a lot of assists. He's getting blocks. He's running the pick and roll really well. And again, he's being a facilitator while being athletic at six ten. And again, he's still twenty, so he can easily grow even yeah. further. But the like with some of the other things that some of the things that he needs to improve on is going to be some of his his consistency as well as his mm-hmm. rebounding for his size. But Belgenberg, he looks like a solid prospect. That if you can get him in, if you can get him in the second round, you're not going to be disappointed. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just quickly, the Spurs also worked out guard AJ Lawson. Same thing, you know, guard, you know, outside shooter. Again, all signs are pointing to the Spurs seeking. A guard, maybe with that second round pick, uh, I just can't see the Spurs using that first round pick in any of these guys. But, you know, speaking of guards, Ty, one of my theories and uh, that I want to bring up to you is, do you think this is a signal that maybe Patty Mills may not be here next season in San Antonio uh, with the wealth of guards that they're looking at right now? It could be. It's You might see Trey Jones get promoted and you, maybe the Spurs want to see more Trey Jones and give him that secondary that coming off the bench point guard role. Uh, and as a result, you're going to you're still going to look at guards. You're going to still get guys for your G League team. It's when it comes to the second round guys. It's I can't look too much into it. Second round guys that just really have not been that's haven't haven't really done too much with San Antonio outside of yeah outside of Trey Jones in recent yeah at least this last and, season. and some guy named some guy named Mano Ginobili too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying more. Of, I'm saying more of uh, more of recent. Okay, recent. I'm yeah, I got you. I got you. Like the, past, the past like five years, you haven't really seen too much from your second round picks. You got Jaron Blossom game, Kondari Weatherspoon, Chimezi Metu, three, right. all three of them not no longer going on the team now. So, I'm not looking too much with these second round picks. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's a sign that they're trying to replenish a possible Patty departure, but you never know. I still, I personally still think that Patty Mills is needed on the team, but I can see them moving on from him. Yeah, it's just something to keep an eye on. Just keep it in the back of your head, you know. Is um, if they're trying to fill these uh, guards on the roster, well, you think they got Patty, you know, maybe just throw a little mix in there, maybe a forward here and there, you know, with the second round pick. But no, it's definitely heavily guard. Again. You definitely want to stay uh, with uh, Ty on his social media, especially Twitter, at the Ty Yeager. He has been on the case uh, updating uh, uh, kind of um, an error-growing list of guys that are uh, reported to uh, be meeting with San Antonio. you got to follow him on Twitter, at the Ty Yeager. Ty, let's go to shift to the next uh, topic here, and that is John Collins. Uh, recently, The Athletic reported that the Spurs, among other teams, are going to be keeping an eye on Collins and expected – to you know make a run at him this is well he his name has been a topic since last season until now spurs fans see him as the perfect fit in san antonio 
And it makes sense, you know, that Ford, that the Spurs desperately need, you know, a, a, a seasoned player, you know, he's, in, he's entering the prime or in his, in his prime. Good numbers. I get it. But is this a pipe dream, Ty, or the Spurs legitimately have a shot at, at snagging him away, knowing that he is a restricted free agent? I say that there's a legitimate chance that this can happen. Out of the four different teams that four different teams, including the Spurs, that had shown that were reported to shown interest, really the San Antonio has the most money that they can really throw out there. Uh, the Mavs are very limited in their role, and if they really want to use that money, it's going to mean that they're going to let Tim Hardaway Jr. walk. Uh, the Kings are nowhere near there, if I if I remember correctly. Uh, they're T Wolves. No, T, never mind. It wasn't Kings. It was T Wolves. T Wolves have like no little to no space that they can really match. And if the year, these are teams who do have limited money that can't really offer the money that San Antonio can. If you give a, if you give an offer sheet to John Collins, that it's pretty low. Atlanta can easily match it. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. While Atlanta is going to be a little tight with their money in terms of that. They're going to extend Trey Jones soon that they're going to be wanting to sign some of their art guys. If you give him, if you give John Collins a low enough offer sheet that he accepts, Atlanta might not bat an eye to saying, "Yeah, let's go ahead and match that. It's low enough for us." But my, if I'm my, saying, Tony, I know that I know that some people don't want to offer John Collins the max contract that that's going to be around twenty eight million a year. But if you push your, if you push the offer to the point where Collins is, it's going to be more than what Collins was hoping for in an extension that he declined with Atlanta. And it's more money than Atlanta can offer, then you can easily get it. And San Antonio is one of the only teams, at least reportedly, interest that can legit get him for a, for a higher price. Let's get your take on a couple of things regarding Collins and the Hawks. They had a deep run in the postseason, came up short, but nevertheless, there is still that specter of him wanting to stay in to kind of finish what they started. That is, is that kind of a hurdle the Spurs are going to have to overcome because. You know, you look at the two teams. Who's closer to winning the titles, San Antonio or Atlanta? Yeah, and but one thing that there a report that came out recently was that uh, the Hawks. I want to say it was the Hawks owner. Don't quote me on the exact person, mm-hmm. but someone within the Hawks organization saying that they can't necessarily re-sign all their players. And I think because they have so much limited money, Cam Reddish is coming up and coming up to an extension possibly soon. Uh, you got Trey Jones, who is Trey. Why am I say Trey Jones? Trey Young, my <laughs> bad. Trey Young, who is about to get a supermax, most likely. They're going. They have money that they have to put elsewhere, and they can't afford to sign John Collins to something like twenty-eight million a year, because if they do that, they're going to put them tight money, and I, the ownership, or at least the management, knows that, and mm-hmm. they know that they can't re-sign everyone. No team is going to be staying together, right? Especially whenever you have guys that excel like Collins, like Collins that didn't did throughout this this uh, postseason. So the the Hawks are clearly aware that they can't resign them mm-hmm. if if the money is high enough, and they know very well that that might be the case. So they're willing to move on from him if that's going to be if that's going to be the case in Atlanta. So while some people think it's a pipe dream, I don't think it, I think it's very realistic. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing makes and models, it's impossible for you to find pretty much everything you need at your local auto parts store. That's where Rock Auto comes in handy. You save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
Don't go spending up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business that have been doing yourself for over 20 years. Rely below prices for every customer. They got everything brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So before you go to that store, you might want to think twice and get on your laptop or your mobile device. Discover how Rock Auto can help and, and uh, with you in your vehicle needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Bob? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Sure. Better line is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use promo code locked on. Yeah, the uh, the guy you're talking about was the owner, Tony Wrestler, of the uh, Hawks. And he told this to the athletic saying, quote, John's a really good guy and a really good teammate. I hope he I hope he is an Atlanta Hawk. So it doesn't sound like it's all but guaranteed there. You look at John Collins and we, we, we teased it earlier, you know, fits the Spurs tremendously. Exactly that missing component this team needs. He averaged 13.9 points, 8.7 rebounds, 35 percent shooting from the three point line uh, and then upped it. Um, I'm sorry, that, those are his stats in the postseason, excuse me, in the regular season. Uh, you know, he shot 39% from the three line in 63 games. He can knock down that outside shot at his position. Again, what the Spurs need, Ty. Yeah, it's he. there's two different things that I see Collins be able to produce for you. One, he gives, he gives you size and athleticism at that four position. Your four depth is been lacking let's just say that DeRozan and Keldon Johnson aren't exactly the best power best guys to be putting at the four specifically they're great threes but I don't think they're great fours and John Collins really fills your depth in terms of that need in terms of that need and then like you said the other need is he brings outside shooting 40 percent on this last season on three over three attempts a game that's what the Spurs exactly need they don't really need Collins to be a a volume knockdown shooter because I think you can find that elsewhere, but as long as you can get a big that can stretch your stretch the floor, especially in a pick and pop, pick and pop, pick and roll situation. Whenever you know that you have guys like Derek and Dejounte that excel in that area, that's going to be a huge improvement. Now he's not going. I don't think he's going to be your best player. At, at least going. At least when you put him on the, on the roster starting off, he's probably going to be your best player. But overall, I think that he's going to be a really like a second option type guy. And I know it seems weird to offer a guy that might be your second option $28 million a year, but you have the money to offer it. You have a fifty million over $50 million in cap space. You have a guy that's available that you can legitimately get. Why not get him? I know, again, mm-hmm. I know it's $28 million, but luckily with most of your guys that you're looking to sign are going to be your own players that you drafted. And luckily, you can go over the cap to re-sign those guys. So... Getting John Collins, who's going to arguably be the best, the best free agent out there at this moment that fits your team need. Why not go out and get him? 
especially whenever he brings you stuff that your team desperately needs in terms of size, athleticism, at his position, and shooting. You know, there was moments in the postseason that didn't look like he warrants a max deal. And every time he came up small uh, during Atlanta's run, and that's where you saw a lot of us first fan base kind of say, you see, you see, look, don't give him that money. Look, look, like you can't count on him and everything. But my argument to that is every player goes with that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the best player in the world or to the last player in the world. You know, you're going to have your off nights. Uh, but a max deal is quite a bit uh, for for Collins. That's my, where I'm, I'm a little hesitant. I'm, and I'm my okay question, with a large thing, with a large offer, but a max deal time? My question to you is, though, who else, who else is out there that you're willing to get and who you're going to be spending money on? That's nobody says they have to spend it this year. I'm just, I'm just saying, but like, yeah. who else out in this free agency? If you're looking to start your young, your youth movement and try to make, see if you can make an impact right away, who else out there are you signing that's on John Collins type level? Mm-hmm. Not really, not really much else out there. Also, John Collins is only 23. He fits the yeah. timeline. He fits your, he fits your needs. He fits your timeline. And this is a guy that you can really run out there that's only going to get better. He's going to be entering his prime very soon because he hasn't even started there. So you have a if you can get a guy at age who's going to become 24 next at the start of next season, have him on your roster at least for four years guaranteed, along with a piece that you desperately need in a position that you need, why not go for it? That's Again, I know $28 million seems like a lot. Maybe you can even get from maybe a little bit less, like $25. Maybe. I'm not sure, what, I'm not sure where the money situation is going to be or how, many, how much other teams are going to be offering. But you got the money. You have the chance. Why not push out there? And why not push for it and go for it? Yeah. yeah and that's exactly where my other side of um, when I, the, my thought process is. Well, why not? You know, what do you got to lose? You know, you he says no, or he takes his talents elsewhere. Is he stay in Atlanta? Okay, fine. You made an effort, but if he says yes, then bingo, we're set. Yeah. Again, the hesitation is the max money. I don't. When I look at John Collins, I think great player, really, really good. I don't think max money guy. Yeah, that's and- a Kawhi. That's a you know, that's a Luka Doncic. That that's a LeBron luckily- James, not John Collins. But luckily, this is a this isn't a supermax. This is this isn't like thirty five million a year. This isn't a supermax that that guys like Luca or Kawhi are getting. This is just a normal max for a guy that never that didn't get like any any like special rewards or anything like that. This for his uh, for four years of experience. So mm-hmm. it's twenty eight million. You have plenty of money that still leaves you with oh with over thirty million. With thirty million to use around that, actually no, my math my math's off. You still get have a good amount of money to spend. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. And then just add on, it's again, what like you said, what do you have to lose going into this free, this free agency? And just you have the opportunity. You have the best chance. You're one of the few teams that are interested in him that have the money to spend on him. You have, and again. He fits the timeline. He fits a lot mm-hmm. of your needs. Is he the best? Is he going to be? Is he kind of worth that twenty-eight million? That's kind of do be determined. Is he going to try to show that he's worth it? Damn right he is. 
<laughs> and again, yeah. but again, t- tell me who else is out there that you want. And I've and I love that I tweeted this out like the other day. Spurs Twitter is clamoring for the Spurs to make a splash in free agency, but then suddenly you tell them, so and some don't want John Collins, but then you tell them the price point, you're like, nah, we don't want free agents anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's not do that anymore. It's like you want if you want the Spurs to make a splash, they're going to do it. And while this might not be the best free agent class, there are still if there is still a free agent that's going to help you out tremendously. Also, he's from Wake Forest. How can that hurt? I I see where you're going with that Wake Forest connection. But let's take a look at the other teams that are reportedly uh, in the mix uh, aside of San Antonio. You got Dallas. Again, a team right there. You know, more of a title-bound playoff team than San Antonio. Miami, you know, more, more you can say, leaving San Antonio and Minnesota, according to The Athletic. If you just look at that, and if I'm John Collins, I'm thinking, okay, well, you really want to go to purgatory and go to Minnesota? Do I want to go to a rebuild in San Antonio that maybe will make the playoffs, but will it make a deep playoff run that I just experienced with Atlanta? Or do I go to Miami and Dallas where, yeah, a title could be within reach? I think that's another thing. That I'm, if I'm John Collins, I'm looking at who are the who are the players involved and why I may lean away from uh, San Antonio or Minnesota. If you look at anything at this team, the Spurs, that is, is that you're trying to sell John Collins on this, then obviously the money's got to be good. He is a restricted free agent. Uh, got to keep in mind of that. Atlanta does have the option to, to match. What else are you selling them about San Antonio? I mean, outside of the young court. You see, that, that, that's where I'm thinking. If I'm taking the devil's advocate position here, Ty, I'm thinking, okay, well, sell me San Antonio. Tell me why I shouldn't leave a team that I just had a deep playoff run with, Ty. Well, first off, you still have to go to the Nets. The Nets aren't going to be injured next time. I can say that. They're, the Hawks kind of went went through a Cinderella story in terms of getting. I want. I'm not going to say you get lucky, but they had they took advantage of our teams getting injured, and they, they they ran with it. And but unfortunately, they fell short. But also, you know very well that this that that Hawks team is going to it's not going to stay together completely. Uh, money is going to get in the way of that. And Collins already declined a 90 million, 90 million extension offer like last year. So he's look he's looking for larger money. The Spurs have the, that money that they're happy that they should be happy to offer. So one, you have the money. You got the young core that's showing some real promise. Mm-hmm. And also, in in my opinion, this young core is there's only a few pieces that are missing, and Collins is one of them. Collins is going to fill a piece that you desperately need in this puzzle. And if you can sell, if you can convince Collins that you're going to get the most money at here, you're going to have a significant role within this team, which is going to put you, that's going to give you the opportunity to mm-hmm. show up. Why not? Yeah. It's, yeah. Plus, you are, you were already, already wearing some black jer- some black jerseys with Atlanta. They had the red and black. I think black and silver looks better than black and red. Come on. Look at that. Ty's going to the fashion argument to get uh, John Collins into San Antonio's uniform. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where the Spurs go with this. You know, are they going to target him? You know, there's other reports. You know, Lori Marketing is on their radar. Uh, you're in that. Uh, you know, and they have all this money. I think of what the Knicks and the Spurs are the, the ones that have the deepest pockets this offseason. Yes. So, you know, you got to contend with the Knicks and their market. You know, you know what they say, Ty, it doesn't, the Knicks suck for how long, but yet they're still one of the 
best spots to go to if you're a player looking to develop your brand. Spurs, San Antonio, ain't about that. Let's hear DeJounte Murray with his New Balance shoes. Those are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see where the Spurs are going to do. Are they going to give him a max? Are they going to try to poison pill Atlanta and uh, say, oh, okay, wrestler, owner, you don't want to, oh, we don't want to pay this guy? Okay, then here's a, an extra two million, John Collins. But you get, definitely want to keep an eye out reports on the other teams that are reporting in the mix. And uh, as of right now, San Antonio has the deepest pockets among the among the players involved. It just will they be an attractive destination for a free agent where San Antonio's history shows free agents usually don't go to. Money Time, talk. Yeah, money money talk. talks. Exactly. You read my yeah, money talks. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're you're if you put it all together, what percentage you give it that Collins would be wearing a spur uniform next season? I gotta give it a I got to give it a solid 75% at this moment. I okay. think just in terms of looking at, if you're just looking at the teams that have shown interest that San Antonio is reportedly interested, compare them to the other teams that showed interest in the Mavs, the T-Wolves, and there's an other team I'm blanking out on. The, you uh, have, yeah. Go you ahead. Have, I'm, sorry. Have, I'm trying to think of who else, who else was interested. Uh, oh, it was uh, Spurs, Mavericks, T-Wolves, and Miami. Yeah. Looking at the money situation, Dallas does have some money, but they don't have nearly as much. None of these teams have nearly as much open cap as the San Antonio does. And if Dallas, if say, like I said, if Dallas wants to get a guy like Hans, they got to let our guys walk that were pretty integral to their team, like Tim Hardaway Jr. And I'm not sure that Dallas necessarily wants to do that. And Miami has already had $108 million tied up. It's just not, the money situation is not, the best for those art teams. The art teams want Collins. They're going to have to sacrifice someone else to get to get there. San Antonio mm-hmm. does not need to do that. San Antonio has only ten guys on the ten guys under contract, and that's only fifty eight million million. Yeah, that do you know how much money that is? So that's a lot of money. If I'm if I'm John Collins and I'm looking at these teams that are wanting me, you're looking at what they're sacrificing to get you. What if they want me? What are they giving up? San Antonio gives up absolutely nothing. Just yeah. they're just giving up money. That's about it. Yeah, and the uh, Spurs, like I said, you know, when you said it, I said, it, you know, they, what what do they have to lose? They have nothing to lose if they chase Collins and try to lure him away from Atlanta. It's really going to be interesting to see how the Spurs handle the situation. You, you Brian Wright, how is he going to deal with this if they decide to go forward and chase Collins? Yeah, I mean, fifty million dollars in cap space this summer. Uh, they can pay the most among all the teams involved. Uh, you got a young core in San Antonio. Atlanta pretty much says that they're not going to break the bank uh, for him. So, yeah, all signs are pointing to good shot the Spurs have ahead of them. Ty, let's go ahead and dive into some news and notes before we let you go. Uh, you've been keeping everybody up to date on what K- KJ, Keldon Johnson, is doing with Team USA. How's he been looking? Keldon's been looking solid. Now, he's not playing a primary role. He's coming off the select team. He's playing in place of three guys that are currently playing in the finals. So so he's getting he's getting a chance for some some significant minutes off the bench as a role as a role player. He's not again, he's not really scoring a lot, but man, he is whenever he gets the ball, he's still showing up with uh his with the big body. Yeah. He put he put Patty Mills on his butt the a uh, few nights ago whenever <laughs> they were playing Australia. And they drive that was pretty like he just put his shoulder in a patty and patty went flying. And I was like, man, you don't don't hurt your teammate, buddy. But 
he's been look he's been looking solid for the few for the uh, limited role that he's been playing. Uh, he's been he's still showing the energy and effort. He's sh- he's he looks a lot bigger now. Like he, mm-hmm. he, I've been I've been noticing this like, in pictures and stuff that one he looks taller and he just looks bigger. I'm I don't know. Um, I can't. I honestly can't wait for for a lot of the new like heights and weights to be released when the, in the preseason. Because I'm really intrigued to see where Keldon is. I'm also intrigued where Devin could possibly be in terms of height. But mm-hmm. Keldon Johnson is looking really solid. And I would honestly, if there was an opportunity, I would love to see him get called up to the main team because I still think he'd be he'd be a really good good piece right. to do that what, to the Team what, USA what, Olympic team. Well, I think he would make a good piece is because the physicality, the uh, international game allows for a much more physical game. That's all KJ does. He gets physical in the paint. So it makes sense to me if uh, for some reason, you know, a, a player on the national team just can't make the trip and they have to call up somebody, you would think that it should be Keldon Johnson. I mean, they call him the big body for a reason because he gets in the trees. He loves to get in the paint. He likes it rough and tumble. So hopefully KJ gets the honor to do that. If not, well, then at least he has a few days with Team USA carry with them into next season with San Antonio. And other Spurs news, apparently Derek White is a – two-way sport guy ty is that true uh Derek white is suddenly the softball mvp yes but man went to while well, at the all-star weekend for the mlb uh he Derek white participated in the celebrity softball all-star game for team uh, todd helton where he went two for two at the plate and also got an unassisted double plate in the game Derek white he he is a he's not only a, a he uh, I'd like to say that Derek White owns Denver, and it's not just in basketball. <laughs> yeah, he um, he apparently hit a home run, and you know, and he mentioned MVP. He had a good time. Yeah, he was he was wearing a uh, was that the Colorado Rockies uniforms, had the hat on. He, the, the MVP award, or in this case, the necklace, looked like something you made at a at a dollar store. It didn't. It, it wasn't really. It was kind of lacking. It it looked a little cheap, but oh. It, it, it's the it's the award that it symbols that it, it represents Ty. that that counts. Ty is looking at the meaning, not the substance of uh, an award. Way to go, Ty! Uh, and finally, uh, apparently, I don't even know how to begin with this, but let's uh, just say Pop got a little uh, agitated uh, during a uh, Team USA conference call with the media, particularly a uh, reporter out of the Athletic. Ty, you've seen the video before. You you know the substance of the back and forth. And for those who haven't, basically, uh, reporter asked Damian Lillard a question about Team USA and you know handling business on the court. When that exchange was over, Pop interjected and wanted to address the reporter's questioning, or in this case, the line of questioning, because Pop reminded him that, hey, you've asked me something similar to this before. Um, then it turned into kind of a, a back and forth. It got tense. You know, the reporter is saying, like, well, stats show that the margin of victory for Team USA, and then Pop cut him off saying, you know, you need to respect your your team, and we don't blow out. Team USA does not blow out t- other teams. And it got it got a little hairy, Ty. What do you make of it? It's the w- thing I took away from it is Pop has never been one to disrespect other teams, other coaches, other players. Yeah. He has a lot. He respects a lot of people around the league and he respects talent. And 
while the yes, Team USA has blown out teams in the past, they haven't done that always. They've always had they've had some close games before, and it's not to say that to say that Team Nigeria was not worth that they've been blown out in the past, meaning that oh they they must not be good. That's just disrespectful to those are teams, and we we've seen this disrespect across from NBA analysts and other commentators like Stephen A. Smith where. Mm-hmm. He's making fun of Team Nigeria's names, even though Team yeah. Nigeria kicked his, kicked Team USA's ass. That's it's disrespectful, and Pop is not one to disrespect teams like that. And I commend Pop for what he did. Yeah, it was a little tense and seemed a little over the top, a little bit. But the meaning of trying to show respect to your competition to other people who are working their their asses off to mm-hmm. represent their country. That's you. You got to respect these guys. These guys are professionals. And just to say that, oh, Team USA is just going to wipe the floor with them. That's just disrespectful. And Pop is not that kind of guy. Yeah. And I, and I get, you know, the reporter side of it, you know, at least specifically to the margin of error. I'm sorry, the margin of victory. Team USA usually uh, enjoys. And I think on his end, he was trying to get that point across to Pop when Pop said that Team USA doesn't blow out teams. You know, I think that's where maybe the disconnect was that or Pop was just really trying to get out of that point, you know, that statistical point. Like, oh, yeah, statistically, Team USA does beat the you-know-what out of teams. But, yeah, it was just a a tense moment. That moment went viral, viral. Everybody was talking about it for a couple days. And, uh, yeah, hopefully things don't get tense for Team USA as they move forward. They've got a couple of exhibition games, don't they, right before they take off to Japan? So they got two more expedition games against another one against against Australia and one against Spain to close out well, there. Why their does Patty Mills play so well in Olympic play? Where's that Patty in Spurs uniform tie? All right, I got two. I got two key reasons for this. One, he's playing a really elevated role compared to his role in San Antonio. He's like he's the number one option, the number one ball handler. He's the go-to leader of this Australia team. Where again, he's at an elevated role, much further elevated than his bench role in San Antonio. Two, it's a it's a I don't know how to explain it. These guys he's been an integral part to Team Australia for God knows how long. And he's yeah. been playing with a lot of the guys like Joe Ingles since he they've been teenagers. So there's a lot of repertoire between these guys and then add on elevator role. That's kind of why you see a lot more from Patty Mills when he's wearing number five in green and gold compared to number eight in black and silver. You know, speaking of uh, Joel Ingles, he made fun of me. Oh, he did? I want to hear this. Yeah. Okay, so based, so uh, it was after the Team USA uh, game against Australia. You know, I was like, ah, let me stick around. Maybe Patty may talk. He doesn't. You know, Patty doesn't come out. But um, you know, you, you, the the questions during the conference call were low. And, you know, they're, hey, we want to ask questions. They're sure, why not? But my question was more for the coach of Australia, not for Joel Ingles. Well, Ty, you know me and Tech, they don't get along. Tech and I do not get along. And it struck again live during a freaking FIBA USAB conference call. So the moderator says, okay, Jeff, you're up. You're, you're next. So I start talking, not realizing I still have my microphone on mute because my microphone allows for a mute function as well as you know the Zoom. So I, I'm so paranoid over a hot mic situation, I mute both. I unmuted the Zoom. I did not unmute the mic. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm talking to pretty much 
and they're looking at the camera and I'm thinking they're looking at the cam camera silently because they're listening to me when actually they're looking at the camera because they can't hear me. So I caught it. <laughs> I caught it right away. I said, uh Oh, I see what's going on. I go. So right when I adjust my microphone to start, uh, you know, unmuting it, cause it's, it's more of a dial. It's not like a button. It's like a slider on the mic. And, uh, as I'm sliding it up, my voice is coming in where they can hear me. So it's kind of like, hey, guys, can, can you hear me now? Like that. So then the coach says, yes, I can hear you. Like that. Joel Ingles is drinking his water, and he just stares at the camera and says, you need better Wi-Fi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure the better Wi-Fi is going to fix, is going to fix your, yeah. your issues. Uh, we need Exactly. We need, we need to educate Joe on on who he's talking to because wi-fi yeah. is not wi-fi is not going to fix this yeah 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 joel ingles got got the wrong uh, acid but he had the right idea the tech side of it it's just the, the wrong specific thing but yeah that was my funny moment with uh, joel ingles everybody in the at least live in the room out in las vegas they started they had a chuckle and um i i couldn't help but laugh too and uh, first i was like God, i i know something will always screw up on my end if i have if i'm in charge of technical stuff it's, it's going to be over but that's my little funny moment with joel ingles but hey speaking of moments we want to hear from you and the moments on this episode of lockdown spurs what do you think about the uh, spurs continue to look at a lot of guards what does that tell you uh do you agree with ty on his take on this with me and also what do you think about john collins the big fish in the pond this off season will the spurs make it happen Will they give him a lot of money? Do you agree with Ty? Disagree with him? Agree with me? Disagree with me? Let us know, Ty. Tell us about At The Line and uh, your Twitter, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. That's the Ty Yeager. That's where you're going to see a lot of my takes. You're going to see a lot of law reports as well as any updates to our to our Spurs pre-draft tracker. Make sure to check that out. Where if we're if anything's reported on someone interviewing or working out with Spurs as part of their pre-draft process. I'm going to put it there. I'm going to give you a little summary of the player of their the position, age, draft uh, stats, and all that, as well as where they're projected to go. Again, if you're hearing about a guard, it's most likely a second-round guy you're doing drafted. Just letting y'all know, reminding y'all, <laughs> don't calm down. Um, but make sure to follow at the line. We're doing a lot more. We're doing some live streams. We're doing a lot more podcasts. Check and, that out on I Twitter. Hear, and I hear Lockdown Spurs uh, kind of gets is sponsoring the show. Is that true? Yes, yes, you guys are. You guys are helping us out with some of the because there's a, a lot more needs to go into live streaming, at least for, with what I use. And thankfully, Lockdown Spurs has been gratefully sponsoring me, and I really appreciate it. Make sure to go check out Lockdown Spurs if you haven't already. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Here. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good but, one. Uh, but, uh, uh, but you can check, but it, yeah, you can check yeah. out. You can check out at the line on Twitter at the line pod or just wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube and twitch.tv. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite uh, to watch tie and at the line is on uh, Twitch. It just, it, it just looks, it looks cleaner. It just the eye. It just looks more appealing there. And of course it, it seems to be very interactive. So again, that's at the line podcast, follow tie on Twitter at the tie. Yeah, guys, for me, subscribe to locked on Spurs, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google, iTunes, Stitcher, pick a platform where they're there. And hey, with the draft coming up, you want to stay with the Locked On NBA Network. Uh, why? Well, simply because next week, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is coming at you. Freaking analysis from Chad Ford, Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrina. Scal is going to be on the show, uh, Ty. 
and uh, former GM Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.